Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. So investors are paying more and more attention to the topic of biodiversity, but only a small share of companies globally have set targets to protect biodiversity or even address deforestation. And this trend holds true even for regions where governments have set ambitious biodiversity goals like the European Union. Now, MSCI has announced uh, for a forthcoming launch of new screening tools to help investors identify companies at risk of contributing to biodiversity losses and deforestation. If you're interested in this one, well, you're in luck because joining us is Nadia Lane, Executive Director and Head of ESG at MSCI, to talk about uh, this here on Primetime. Uh, Nadia, the ESG and climate investing were thrust into uh, the spotlight, of course, in recent years, and global regulators introducing rules proposals aim to reduce so-called greenwashing. Uh, we also see politicians increasingly amplified partisan views on the concept of ESG. So what are some of the biggest lessons that we can take out of here? Sure. Hello, Timothy. So yes, 2022 was an interesting year to say the least. Um, I think one of the key lessons or takeaways, um, and, and it's not new, it's just being amplified, is the ever-pressing need for companies and countries to decarbonize. So on the one hand, um, we saw the energy crisis that developed over the course of last year, really highlighting the need for countries to diversify energy supply and secure renewable energy sources. On, on the other hand, the climate-related droughts and wildfires we saw in 2022 continued to bring the reality and consequences of climate change into sharp focus and highlighted the need for governments, governments and, and companies to set ambitious targets. But when we look at the data, the proportion of companies that have set credible, science-based and Paris-aligned targets is still very low, and particularly in Asia, actually, where we saw that uh, if you look at the, the constituents of the MSCI APAC Investable Markets Index as of last September, only about 10% um, of companies had set targets aligned with the Paris Agreement mm. and approved by the Science-Based Targets Initiative. So that's, that's one key lesson. I think another one, as you alluded mm -hmm. to, is, is the need for more clarity and a common language to help different stakeholders and uh, retail investors in particular understand how ESG data and assessments are being used um, in investment products. And, and ultimately, this is what regulations like the guidelines for retail ESG funds in, in Singapore are aiming to achieve. So, Nadia, with everything that is happening around us, though, specifically, what will you be watching out for this year? Yeah, great question. So um, every year we do a roundup of, of the key ESG and climate trends to watch um, for the following year. So we published this in December. The first one I would highlight related to, to the point I made earlier is that regulators clearly are, are turning their gaze to ESG funds. You know, for much of the past decade, ESG-oriented funds have operated with limited regulatory guidance, but that, that's clearly rapidly changing Regulatory interests in fund names and funds classification and disclosure obligations are, are really ramping up. It started with SFDR in the EU, Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, but other market regulators are, are following suit. I mentioned Singapore, of course, and we're also seeing this in Australia and Hong Kong, just to, to, to name a couple. So this year we'll be watching for changes in, in ESG fund names and labels, for example, as we start seeing disclosure regime 
holding managers to stricter account. Now, I was going to say the second one, clearly, uh, the second trend I want to call out is, is deforestation, right? As you alluded to and the, the topic for today, we've witnessed a real acceleration of forest loss despite the COP26 commitment. This has been exacerbated by the wildfires we saw last year. Meanwhile, the European Parliament brought in stringent new regulation around deforestation last year. And COP15, the UN Mm -hmm. Conference of Parties on Biodiversity held in Montreal, was was seen as a success, delivering an ambitious agreement. So this year, we'll be watching which companies exposed to deforestation can improve due diligence and supply chain monitoring as they seek to maintain access to key markets. So Nadia, how will all Um, all this impact climate and ESG investing for, for this year? So... I think it's the interesting development here is, you know, some of these these big overarching trends we identified in previous years, so climate, the development of regulation, biodiversity, supply chains, these are not new. We we have highlighted them in previous years. I think what's changing is that the clearly these are long term focus areas. Uh, but we need to get much more granular now. Uh, there are many nuances between regions and industries and different sub-themes within these broader macro trends. So, you know, if we're, we're talking about climate, um, there's many different angles to this. Mm. Um, renewables, which companies are keeping their eyes on, on longer-term decarbonization trends and expanding deployment of renewables. Um, nuclear, is it making a comeback? Um, you know, looking at patent activity, the big energy companies, you know, who benefited from benefiting from high oil, oil prices right now, you know, are they going to double down on the existing business models or funnel more of, of that cash towards clean tech investments? So, you know, this year we're looking at much more nuanced um, and, and specific trends. So with that in mind, Nadia, let's talk about MSCI's tool to help investors assess biodiversity and risk in deforestation in their portfolios. How does this work? So biodiversity data is complex, right? Where When you're looking at different companies and different industries, it, it cuts across many different dimensions, including land and water use, greenhouse gas emissions, species loss, deforestation, and so on. And importantly, it's inherently site-based. Um, so it requires geospatial analysis. So we've been looking at this issue and, and assessing companies on different dimensions of biodiversity for many years. And we saw a clear need for metrics that leverage asset location data on companies. So identifying where they are operating, where their assets are, um, mm-hmm. and leveraging geospatial analysis to really help investors identify companies that are at risk of contributing to nature loss because they have operations in, in biodiversity-sensitive regions. And then the other part of our tool is really focused on deforestation. So we wanted to leverage these location metrics and combine them with other data on involvement in controversial commodities, so things like timber, soy, palm oil, etc., um, and look at uh, high-risk industries to help investors identify companies that have potential direct or indirect involvement in deforestation. Okay. So we know that that, that you know investors need these tools to, to help understand these risks better. Mm. All right, sounds very interesting. Nadia Lane is the executive director and head of ESG products at MSCI. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM eight nine three dot SG. 
or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.